Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, it's Mandy Money here, aka Mandra. Listen, y'all, I want this to be the year when you finally learn how to be the badass negotiator that you have always wanted to be. Whether you are plucking up your courage and trying to ask for a raise where you currently work, or you are ready to negotiate a damn good juicy offer from a new job, I am here for you. I have got a five-step signature salary negotiation strategy that I only teach in my free virtual Nail Your Negotiation Masterclass. I've got one coming up in just a couple of weeks. You can sign up and save your spot at nailyournegotiation.com. That's nailyournegotiation.com. I can't wait to see y'all there. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're extra, extra brown today because we have a guest, ambition, 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 ambition. Hey, Mandra, how are you? Triple the chocolate today. <laughs> I'm doing well, my Valentine. How are you, gorgeous? Aww, I'm good. You look so cute with your with your um, heart you. on, your, on your testicles. Well, you know, on my chesticle. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a I have a child now, so I don't have a choice. I have to go down the Valentine aisle okay. at grocery stores and pack his little Valentines for all his little friends who will oh. not remember this because they're three years old. So why do I have to make 14 Valentine's goodie bags? But anyway, um, I'm good. I celebrated Valentine's Day by going to hear my baby's heartbeat this morning. Oh. I went to the to the gyno um, and I thought like oh yeah I'm gonna wear I'm gonna rock the heart sweat you know the big heart sweater and go in and just be a little extra mm-hmm. the girls in the OB office were not feeling my the Valentine's vibes today oh. I was like people gone through some bad breakups or what but <laughs> yeah happy to be happy to be with you how's your v-day going how you doing Good. Honestly, a lot of people reached out because, you know, it's a day of love. And the truth is, I'm not, I was never all that super sentimental. I mean, Jarrell was definitely the super sentimental. So I would have woke up to all the he things. Was. I mean, yeah. I used to always be like, you're the lady. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have woke up to all the things. And it's like, always one things. in a couple. It's always yes. one. And so that was him. But honestly, because I wasn't, you know, I, I always appreciated, obviously, the, um, the effort, but not necessarily, I didn't need the things. And so... Um, I don't know. I actually feel okay today. I don't feel if I, you know, if my sister hadn't told me, I wouldn't have known. I'm not really on heavy on social today, so I probably won't see all the posts and things. But I, my friend Mark and his wife actually sent me um, chocolates and, and a card, which I thought was so nice. But oh, being Mark, being Mark, it was like happy Happy Valentine's Day, monkey. I was like, you know what? <laughs> if you knew my friend Mark. Who is black? Tell me Mark is not white. Yes, okay. he's black. Mm-hmm. If you knew Mark, you would know that that is something that he'd be like, 
<laughs> I said, Tiffany, a buggy card. I'm like, you know what, Mark? <laughs> but it was really sweet. I was like, oh, so sweet. Yeah. Well, really Enrique sweet. tried to sneak out. Husband tried to sneak out the house last night at 1030 talking about I need to go to the store. <laughs> I said, and I literally was like, babe, go to sleep. Like, I'm already mad at you because you didn't appreciate the breakfast that I made for you because you were in a rush. So, like, just go to sleep and tomorrow just be, a, you know, nice. <laughs> That's the stage that I'm at in my marriage and relationship. Like, don't. I'd rather you well, get some speaking sleep. Speaking of Valentine's Day and JJ's, wait, did we just make that transition? It's a different. <laughs> hey, it's V Day on Brown Ambition, but exactly. not the kind you might expect. Oh yes, ooh, yes. That, you know that's a good title for Imani, our um, our producer. V Day, um, you know, V as in vagina, V for vulva, exactly. So we've got an awesome, awesome guest today. Her name is Jenna. Jenna Perkins, she is a GYN and a sexual health specialist. She specifically serves the Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, also known as the DMV. She is an RN, and she's a board-certified women's health and gender-related nurse practitioner. She's originally from the D, as in Detroit, Michigan. Okay, Jenna. She completed her undergraduate studies and master's in women's health at the University of Pennsylvania. That's called Ivy League um, in their school of nursing. <laughs> Her career as a nurse practitioner launched um, in a busy down in in a busy downtown DC office where she became an expert in urology, which is how I met her, um, sexual health and pelvic floor disorders. She specializes in complex patient and and um, complex patients and offers a holistic approach to care. So I just wanted to like so how I met Jenna. This is just like kind of like our second time kind of meeting because um, one of my employees, we would always joke that like, girl, you know, you cough, you sneeze, you're like, well, there goes my undies. You know, like I've always been a, um, like there's never a time that I can't give you a, a, a urine sample. Never. I don't care if I just gave you one. I'm always ready. <laughs> and so uh. I knew that it wasn't normal. Remember that time, Andy, when we both had like COVID and we were coughing and we both did, you're like, I know you're wearing a pad and not for, not for your period. <laughs> But Listen, just, can I just full disclosure? Because I am pregnant now and Rio effed up everything down there. My first, <laughs> he just came out swinging and it has not been the same. And I was shocked to hear, Tiffany, you had that problem too, because I thought, damn, if I just wouldn't have this child if I'd, you know, no, done something, you know, like no. it wouldn't be the issue. But girl, it's something I mean, that we need to. So I wanted Jenna to come because honestly, I peed the bed till I was 10. I've always had a really hard time holding it. And so I wanted, you know, uh, Jenna to come on to kind of chat with us about not just that, but just like vulva health overall. So Jenna, welcome to BA, BA, the Brown Ambition. I'm so excited to be here, guys. Like, I am ecstatic. And first of all, thank you for being so vulnerable and opening it up because both of you having these experiences and sharing it with your audience, that's going to give so many women permission to say, hey, I heard that this is not normal or I know that I'm not alone. You know, there are other women that maybe have not had kids that are suffering, right? Because we give ourselves these um, reasons why, right? This is happening to me because and therefore I don't deserve or should not explore options to make it better. It's because I had a baby. It's because, you know, I'm stressed or whatever the reason is, there is hope for you and there are solutions out there. So I'm so excited to get into it. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, can you just ask me this? Jenna, why do I pee on myself? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I have not had a baby. Because you said something you asked me about, like, where I held stress or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, Mandy, just listen. This was so, like, I never thought about that. So, yes. Can you share why potentially someone who has not had children, pushed a baby out, might have a hard time holding when they have to pee? 
Yes. So uh, I just have to give my disclaimer. I'm a nurse, but I'm not your nurse unless you come see me at Discover Health in the D.C. area. Um, so I can't give medical advice, but I can give some general kind of recommendations because just like you, Tiff, I love to teach. I consider myself an educator. Um, Discover Health, the her is healthcare, education and resources. So education is, you know, my middle name as far as my business. But all of that to say just because you have not had some sort of trauma, like a birth, does not mean that your muscles that are in charge of the bladder are not overworked, overtired, you know, not working properly. And so oftentimes, especially in women who are ambitious, you know, type A personalities, we hold our stress in our bodies. And so I can see from a mile away the lawyer walking down the street just by the way that she walks, you know. Um, and I think the question that I asked you was, what's your jaw like? You know, what are your teeth like? Do you gnaw your teeth at night? Because so many of my clients have had extensive dental work and nobody when they are in the dental chair is thinking about their vaginas or their vulvas or their bladder, but it's all connected. You're one big zipper. So if you're stressed and you're tight in your jaw, then you're probably stressed and tight in your shoulders and you're probably stressed and tight in your butt muscles. And the same thing in the pelvic floor, which are the tiny muscles that are in charge of so much function. It's in charge of birthing babies. It's in charge of sexual function. It's in charge of pooping. It allows you to breathe. Your diaphragm is a part of your pelvis and your pelvic floor. So literally every essential function, peeing, pooping, breathing, birthing, having sex has something to do with the pelvic floor. And so when people are like, oh, you do this and this and this and this, and how does it all connect? It's because I work with that very small area, the pelvic floor, which has so much function. And when there is so much function, there's room for dysfunction, right? So if fascinating. Yeah. So our stress can weaken our pelvic floor. For sure, for sure. And so I like I think to tell clinching would be good because darn kegels kind of all about the clinch. Oh my I'm god. I'm doing them right now. Don't I always forget to do them. Don't. If you take <laughs> anything away from this conversation, it's to stop doing the kegels. Oh my god, thank you. Wait, why? Because my literally that's what I have been so I've been sick for so long. I and the chronic coughing. I, Tiffany, it's not pads anymore for me. It's full on going to the disposable underwear section of CVS. Although I'm not going to lie, I don't, I, I door dash it. So I don't have to, because it's so frustrating, like change anyway. And my, and I have gone to my, my OB, my, my prenatal, you know, doctors and like that. She's just like, mm, kegels, you know, or once the baby's out, it'll be better. But tell me, Please. So first of all, she has 10 minutes with you. That's all that she can really get Literally. you because yes. insurance, right? Her insurance or your insurance is saying like, in order for her to be profitable, she has to see 15, 20 people a day in a order different to different OB every week. Yeah. Like I don't even know who I, my OB is. I'm like, I just see someone different. Right. Yeah. And so to have an intimate conversation about something like this, right, something that's so vulnerable, most people don't even want to bring it up to their providers. Right. And so that makes it so that OBGYNs and other providers, they don't have to think about it. They're like, most people are not asking me about it anyway. And it happens to so many women that I can just, you know, brush them off. And if it's still happening post-pregnancy, then we can have a conversation because I don't have time. I got to go. I got five people waiting on me, you know, and they're dealing with serious things. You know, they got a pregnancy loss. They got someone with preeclampsia, you know, like they are like urinary leakage. I don't have time for, you know, you're fine. Are you dying? Nope. Okay. 
good. My hand's on the door. I got to leave the room. So, um, and it's not because they don't care or because they don't want to give you the best service is that the medical model that we have, they literally are unable to care for you in the way that you deserve. So it's, we have to advocate for ourselves as clients to say, no, listen, I need you to take this seriously. And it may not be the highest priority on your list, but I need you to give me some real direction and Kegels are not cutting it. Right. The reason that Kegels don't cut it is because if you walked around with your arm clenched all day, you know, tight, tight, tight. If you wanted to pick up a bag or a baby or anything else, your range of motion is severely inhibited. Right. So you're doing this when you should be doing a full on squeeze. Right. So that's all muscles. That's how all muscles function. And the pelvic floor is not exempt. So if your pelvic floor muscles are tight, if you're a tight ass, right. And you're walking around at baseline, just like clenched up. When you go to cough, sneeze, laugh, pick up that baby, your muscles don't have nothing left to give, sis. You're going to leak. They're weak because they are tight. And so truly strength comes from being able to tighten. So at baseline, we're relaxed, we're chilling. Here comes the action. So now I know I need to tighten to protect, right? So that's the the skinny of it and why I think that a lot of women suffer from incontinence that is worse when you do things like Kegel because you're steady tightening, right? You're tightening, 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 and then comes pain, right? Because those muscles are overworked and then they're tired. So then you're having intercourse and you're like, oh, I don't like that no more. You know, from the back used to feel good, but now I can't take it. Now I'm running, right? Because those muscles are so tight. The same way your shoulders get tight and then someone comes up behind you and tries to do a little massage and you're like, uh-uh, I don't do that. That hurts, right? Mm, yeah. So it's the so same the, thing. What can help? Is it so the weights? Come oh, see me. Come see me, first <laughs> of all. <laughs> I'm, I'm jesting, but, but seriously. Oh, ingest, okay. Ingest. Um, I didn't know there were pelvic floor specialist people that just focus not, on that. It's not a lot of meat in the world. I consider my oh, skills okay. to be unicorn skills because we work in silos in the medical system, right? So traditionally I would have come out of school and gone straight to an OBGYN's office and been caring for women who are pregnant or having yeast infections, right? And I would have stayed in that world. But because of my personality, I like the complex. I kind of run to, if nobody else wants to see it, I want to see it. So I was very intentional about, I want to see the women that nobody else wants to see. And so that landed me in a urology clinic, right? Because to your point, people don't have time to be hearing about you peeing your pants, you know? And I can remember being a a nursing student and having a client, we had to go into the community and we had a client or I had a client who her family was going to put her in a nursing home because she was incontinent. It wasn't because because, Mm. just because they just could not change her. Right. They didn't have the capacity to be able to, you know, keep tabs on her and her diapers. Right. And so they were like, well, we need help. We need support. It's too expensive to have someone coming in just to help her to the bathroom or to change her all the time. And we can't do this. So we're going to put her in a home. And that really stuck with me. I really felt like this woman still has some life in her. And that's been cut short because her family does not have the capacity to care for her because of this condition that there has to be treatments out here for. 
So having that experience and a lot of other experiences, I was like, okay, I have to be intentional about caring for women that need me the most vulnerable women amongst us. And so I I started to work in urology. And so I had these GYN skills because I am a women's health and gender related nurse practitioner. So I can do the yeast infections. I can do the, you know, OB care. I can do all of that. But now additionally, I can connect the dots between the women that are coming in with chronic yeast infections and chronic BV and all of these urinary tract infections are also having incontinence, right? Oh, yeah. And I, I hadn't thought about urology at all, you know? Right. Like, and that's the, and, and for people who don't know, that's your, <coughs> yeah, I did just pee a little. Keep that in. The cough is loud. <laughs> okay, I got my diaper on. <laughs> No, but every time you hear a cough, just think R.I.P. to my disposable underwear. <laughs> um, <laughs> and therefore to your pockets, because those pads are not cheap. I'm saying, you know, and my husband brought the wrong size the other day, and I was trying to squeeze my butt into a size medium, and I'm like, <laughs> and they're ripping, and I'm like, God damn it. That's like five dollars. That's why struggling. this conversation is right on time because it's right. No one really like I mean, you'll see here, obviously I'm brown and bishop. We just talk about everything because you know, we're two brown girls, now three, trying to navigate life. And so, you know, this is something that I think not enough women, you know, feel comfortable talking about. Cause to your point, you know, no one wants to act like something is wrong with their vulva or something's wrong down there. Um, because there's so much judgment associated with that. So it's when- so big. It doesn't seem big. Like you, to your point, I'm not dying. And and you described so perfectly my experience in my OB's office that they care, but like I'm not, there's no like life-threatening situation. So they scoot me on out. Let's pause this vagina chat because we have to go to break, you know, pay some bills and we'll be right back. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. Rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. We're back like back shots. Ah, you see what I did there? Um, anyway, back to our conversation. <laughs> back like what? Back shots. What's a back shot? Mindy! Uh, you don't get hit like from the drink? back, girl. That's my favorite position. <laughs> what? Is that like a sexual position? Yes, girl. Just from the back. Oh. Oh, well, you know, I don't, I'm not. <laughs> Mindy, meanwhile, has two kids. Can I use my maternity pillow during the act? Because that is my level. Like, there has oh to be. I need my pillows. Some support. Uh, your body's like, your body, take that part out. Like, <laughs> So urology is the care of the bladder. Just the so, bladder. Okay. Got so it, urology it. is bladder care. So when we think about those pelvic floor muscles, again, all of that function of peeing, pooping, sexing, um, birthing, the bladder is a part of that, right? And so when we work in these silos, if I was only doing GYN or only doing obstetric care or only doing bladder health, it's hard to really have a holistic view of the whole person in front of you. Because it would have been super easy for me to just be like, okay, well, all of these women have overactive bladder. So now I'm going to give them these medications that are going to cause, you know, long-term side effects, dry mouth, dry eyes, constipation, which is going to worsen their pelvic floor dysfunction, right? And then they'll be back here next year for more refills, right? And then when they turn 60, 70 years old, they're having memory loss because these drugs affect the brain, right? So I think I, I was definitely afforded the opportunity to have all of these skills that seemed like they didn't connect, but be able to put the pieces together. So, and then the sexual health kind of came along with it too, because these same women were having vaginal dryness. You know, I really used, I used to be able to have an orgasm in five minutes or less than that, 30 seconds. I was having an orgasm. Now I can't have an orgasm anymore. Or, you know, the women that were coming in and saying like, I think I have a urinary tract infection, but nobody has been able to figure it out when really it's because those muscles are so tight that it's signaling to your brain a a pain signal, right? And so your brain doesn't know the difference between an infection or overactive bladder or tight muscles. It's just like, go to the bathroom and we'll feel better because we relax when we sit on the toilet. I always thought it was like a, everything was too loosey goosey down there. And like, I envision yeah. like having a drawstring. I just want to like tighten yes. it up. <laughs> but you're, you're kind of saying that it's the opposite. 
too right. tight. Right. And it, you know, it would depend on like, we'd have to do Relax, an exam lady. to see, right. <laughs> but a lot of that tightening comes from if your muscles and if your, you know, vulvovaginal tissue has not properly healed, then you can have over tightening. So both things can exist where the look of your vulva, the look of your vagina might look different. Things might be literally falling out, right? Like your bladder can fall out. It's something called prolapse. I'm on that side of TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. I saw, yes, yeah, someone one was like, I was peeing and then my bladder was in my hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, what is this? I, you know, I've had patients come in like, Jenna, I think I have a penis. Like I looked down there and I had a penis coming out. And what she's seeing is her cervix, right? It has a hole just like a penis. And, and her whole uterus had prolapse. So when you have, so you can have the structures that are literally changing and becoming loosey goosey, right? But those muscles are going to respond by tightening because something's got to hold it together. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because honestly, I've always been told, like, even now, if I feel like these are your traps or whatever, they're like, su- they've always been super tight. Same. You know, like holding on to like this, like, oh, so I don't grind my teeth, but it's like I'm holding it here and apparently down there. Because when I was really little, honestly, at one point, my doctor, because I like I, you know, was having such a hard time, they worried that I was being like assaulted potentially. And then that's why I wasn't able to like hold, you know, my pee. That was not the case. I remember they used to ask me all these questions. Does anybody touch you? I remember, <laughs> I remember distinctly like I was in the room with my mom and I had to be like second grade and the doctor was like, Dr. Abina, I'll never forget. She's like, does anyone touch you down there? I was like, yes. She was like, who? I said, you. <laughs> because I was like, what's happening? Because she was the only one other than my mom. That, and she was like, girl, I mean somebody. <laughs> I was like, girl, you all up in there? You asked me questions. <laughs> I looked at my mother like, is this allowed? Because this lady's... <laughs> and was so hilarious. My mother just started busting out laughing like, not the doctor, Tiffany. I'm like, well, she wasn't clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But stress, I mean, were you a stressed out child? Like what sort yeah. of other traumas did you have in your life that, you know, had your pelvis tight? You were, you were in fear of yes, something, mm-hmm. you know? I and so that's going to manifest physically. Mm-hmm. You were anxious. Interesting. Very anxious. I think about like, Viola I mean, Davis's book because she had such a traumatic childhood and she talks about peeing the bed for a long yeah. time as a child. I was very anxious all the time. Honestly, I was an anxious child, anxious adult. I mean, it's honestly just now that I'm starting to finally release some of the anxiety that like I carried with me. I didn't realize I gotten so used to it that now that I'm not carrying around largely most of that anxiety, that I'm like, wait, is this what I, I felt like up until like therapy, honestly, that I was always walking on eggshells. Always afraid. Always, always, always wait, 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 wait. You know, always. And so now that like, you know, after Jarrell passed away and I was like, I don't want to live in this space anymore in that kind of way. Like, I'm like, wait, is this what relaxed feels like? I've never been relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I've hard. Never... Yeah. And so a lot of the work that I do with my clients is training you on what it feels like to not be clenching all the time. Right. So teaching you how to breathe so that you can create space in your pelvis to give your pelvic floor muscles permission to relax. Because right now your baseline is tight, 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 tight. That's, that's all that it knows. Right. And so you have to train your brain and literally reteach your muscles how to work properly. So can you talk about some practical tips generally? For anyone who's suffering from like pelvic floor issues, what we could be doing, because honestly, it's like we saw that one episode of Oprah in 2004 about doing kegels. And it's just like, that's the go to. Yeah. So what 
Yeah. So Kegels aren't all bad. Like I don't want it, you know, there are some clients that they are indicated for, but if you have pain and if you don't know how to properly do them, then they're not right. So I would say that if you are doing them on your own, you need to have a coach in the way of someone like me, like I'm a women's health nurse practitioner, or you can find a pelvic floor physical therapist, someone who can teach you in a couple of sessions to make sure that you're doing the exercise correctly. Because if you're doing it incorrectly, you are working against yourself, right? Because if you think that you are tightening the muscles around the bladder because you have urinary leakage, but then you're just tightening your butt muscles instead, right? So then when you go to poop, those muscles can't around your rectum can't relax. So now you're constipated, you know? So really you need to work with a specialist to figure out how to do the exercises correctly. And then you go on your own and do it. And so there's lots of information. I would say if you find ISHWISH, I-S-S-W-S-H, it's the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health. There are lots of gynecologists, nurse practitioners like myself, urologists who are members of this society. And we are all really trained on the pelvic floor and the impacts of the pelvic floor and all of the function and dysfunction that is there. And I'm going to give a shout out real quick. There is a pelvic floor physical therapist on Instagram. She's the vagina rehab doctor. She's black. Um, and she has like a lot of online resources that you can sign up to do some Say stretch labs. Vagina rehab yeah. doctor. This is me like vagina rehab immediately. Yeah. So what is what are you on? I know I should shout out myself you. first. I am on social media as Discover Her Health. It's D I S C O V H E R Discover Her Health. Um, and my website is discoverherhealth.com. And so I share a lot of information on my Instagram page too, um, and have some plans in the works to launch some courses um, to teach you all about sexual health and bladder health and all of this stuff. So for black women, especially like, I know Tiffany suffered from fibroids. And can you speak a little bit about like, I mean, that's such a, I think we're just now understanding how like what an epidemic this is almost for black women, especially in our community. Like, can you talk about just the importance of advocating for ourselves? Is it that doctors over overlook our pain? Or is it that we diminish it? Like what, what's your advice for women who who are, are, are in our community who are dealing with this and, and why has it, why are we just more likely to be suffering? You know, it's, it's a heavy question. Um, it's a lot of things. One, the doctors, the nurses, they don't know, they don't know any better. They're telling you to Kegel, not because they know that it's going to harm you. Right. But, but because they, we don't get this education in school. Like I am self-taught in most of these things. Like I had to seek out conferences and be- become certified and, and learn these skills, I had to intentionally do that. And I was blessed enough to have the space to do so, you know, so most of your providers are not going to understand the first thing about the pelvic floor, which is why they're telling you to keel, even though you don't necessarily need to. So I'll say that. And I, I think that the more we advocate for ourselves as clients, the more the provider will have to be like, well, you're not about to catch me slipping. You're not going to like educate me, you know, so then they are going to take, hopefully take that up to become educated, um, about the pelvic floor. So we have to advocate for ourselves. We have to find the experts and then the experts have to know their weaknesses. So gynecologists have to know who to refer to. Um, primary care providers have to know who to refer to. And so that's why I'm excited to be here so that I can, as a young black 
mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old um, with all of these lived experiences with my black face, right? Be on this podcast and say like, I am here doing this work because there are not many of me. And hopefully I can inspire other nurses, other nurse practitioners, other OBGYNs to start to take up the, the work and start to do it alongside me. So it's a heavy question. And I am just, you know, trying to do my part. I quit my job. I was like, I can't do this anymore within this system. I have this dream. It's on my heart. Like, all right, God, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to follow Tiffany. It's, you know, she's going to help me launch this business and I'm going to help her with the fountain floor. <laughs> oh, I love a quitter though. I love a career quitter. That's, I didn't realize that. So you left. And so now this is your, well, I do know that you're an entrepreneur. So when did you launch this particular business and, and how has that journey been? Okay. So today marks one year in business. Yay. Oh, congrats. Happy I'm a baby business owner too. Way. Yeah. Yay, thank you. <laughs> so one year ago, I had a job offer making the most money that I would have ever made. You know, it was a really great job offer. And then I had a panic attack and I was like, why am I stressed? Right. Because now I teach all day. You have to listen to your body. You have to listen to the signal. Why is my body telling me that I am not aligned? You know, why am I feeling physically unwell if I have this amazing opportunity in front of me? And I just knew that I had to launch Discover Health. I had been talking about it and I was just like, it's now or never. At that point, I had my second baby in three years, you know. He was six months old. Um, and I just felt like I was not getting the care that I wanted. And there were there was no discover health for me as a postpartum mom. So I was like, I have to do this. And so having those children too, I had two home births. I think I just felt kind of invincible, you know? Um, and I was like, I, I can do shit. anything. You and Ariana level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> back to back. Down. Yeah. Um, so I just, I felt invincible and I was like, it's now or never it's on my heart. I don't feel well in my body. I know that I'm not aligned. And so I just have to keep pushing forward and, and do this, even though it's never been done and nobody else is doing it, but here we go. It's now or never. So when I got the email to record today, I was really just like, I started, I was like, thank you, God. Like, thank you, God. This is, I feel aligned. So looking back over this last year, I definitely feel like I am walking in alignment and I know that I'm on the right path. Um, just because little signs like this. So God nods. That's what we like to call God nods. I love these that. God nods. <laughs> I really that resonates with me so much because that's exactly when I started my business a couple of years ago. Tiffany was at the beginning of that, like scraping me off the floor of my like <laughs> panic attack moment and you know, helping and supporting me on that path. And I I believe in that. So it's it's these little signs that your voice is needed. That it's a, that, that you're, and I can just see, just like when I talk about negotiating, I see that sparkle in you. And I just, I'm so excited that you took that leap. Thank you. Um, yeah. And isn't that the best when you have kids today. and you can manage your own schedule? Yeah. You would think, <laughs> I feel like I'm working harder now than I did before. Yeah, you are. I'm like, are. what is sleep? Just, okay. We can hard. work on that. That, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a lot, especially in the beginning, you know, like it's so your Beyonce era, like Tiffany. Says. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes that's just what it looks like, but it's still, there's a freedom that cannot be um, replaced or mimicked in, you know, working for someone else. There's nothing wrong with working for someone else. So certainly when I shade next, I love when I taught preschool, mm -hmm. um, but there is a level of like, and freedom within, within, within reason, meaning like, you know, like what you can make, you know, there's really no cap on it. And certainly, you know, you have some choice over schedule, although in the beginning it won't feel like that, which is, that's just how it goes for the most people in the beginning. But 
Yeah, no, I just love that. Like, look at us, three brown girls, three business brown girls, mm-hmm. just out here, you know, on the day. You know, it's, it's a love fest. Um, that it's possible. You know, yeah, yeah it is possible. Like no matter what it is, because look at Mandy, negotiating queen. We have Jenna, vulva queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Pelvic health, pelvic health queen, right? And then me, personal finance queen. So it's just, it is possible. Hopefully, you know, those you listen can see yourselves and in, in our journeys. But, you know, Jenna, we really want to thank you for coming. Uh, this was awesome sauce. Um, yeah, I think that, so if people want to find you, even if they don't live in DC, I know you have a very helpful website. Share again where they can find you on social and your site and how they can keep, they can keep connected. Yes, definitely follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Discover Her Health, D-I-S-C-O-V-H-E-R Health. Um, the website is the same, discoverherhealth.com. We have lots of posts and resources, um, working on some courses. And yeah, follow me there for all of the updates. And I'm excited to, to give the girls what they deserve. If there's one key thing I'll take away from our convo, Jenna, it's like, I thought I was advocating for myself by asking about my issue. But the real challenge is when they give you a simple answer and pat you on the head coming back after that. Yep. And it's like holding yourself accountable to, to go back and be the squeaky wheel, which even I still struggle with. I can do it when it comes down to negotiating money. But, you know, I just can't find the same passion for my bladder and my vulva. But I should. You need an advocate and I'm happy to be there for you. Yeah. And to actually and, and recognize that they don't know the answer, but make them give me a referral or make them, you know, point them. And to your point, if we ask those questions, it'll put the pressure on them to find answers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so thank you so much for 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 sharing. This is a perfect day to this is the perfect way to celebrate Valentine's for Day. Sure. Hell yeah. It's about our sexual health and our, yes. you know, loving ourselves and taking care of our bodies, like the essential part. So this was perfect. This, this was wonderful. I'm so happy that you guys had me. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.